I still believe that America is the best country in the world. Um, where can you know, a kid of immigrants with no education um, become a physician and a business owner? This is Small Business Celebration. Welcome, where we're celebrating small businesses for big breakthroughs. Visioneers, you're trying to get the best health care for you, your family, your children, and your employees, but we all know this whole insurance thing is getting way out of control, very expensive, and if your employee goes through and hurts their back or something on the weekend but needs to see somebody Monday morning, yeah, the emergency room is way too expensive. So what do you do? Well, our guest this week is Dr. Rafael Huezo with Mint Health Clinics. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank you, Michael. For visioneers who don't know who you are, who are you and what is it that you do? I am Dr. Rafael Hueso of Mint Health Clinics located here in Bakersfield, California. And what is it that you do? I am a family physician uh, by training, but I run a membership-based uh, primary care practice. What's old is new again. <laughs> it is. Describe for Visioner Nation what it is that you're doing because this is fantastic. It's a modern approach to vintage concept. So How so? I do house calls. Really? And, yeah. I text with my patients. Our visits, typically our visits are 60 to 90 minutes. So I get to get to know the patient. You know, I'm a family doc. So for me, it was important to get to know the patient. And you started out as a traditional family physician. Where'd you go to university and what was that? So I went to UC Riverside okay. where I met my wife. Who's an optometrist? Yeah, she's an optometrist. I right. gotta put my plug in for my wife. She's well, in great. doing that, what is her, what, what's the name of her practice? At Pinnacle Optometric here, and she's located inside the Sam's Club. Perfect. Yeah. But you went through to UC Riverside. You got I, your degree there? I did. I went to UC Riverside for undergrad. I yeah. went to UCLA for medical school, the David Geffen School of Medicine. And then I went back to the Riverside area for my residencies. Why on earth did you start this business? My wife. Really? She's the reason why I do what I do. My, my, my wife and my boys, they're my wife. We were talking one day at lunch and she said, you know, you're never going to be happy as a physician. Because you were working for somebody else at the time? Yeah, I was. I've always been an employee. Right. And right. I wanted to fix healthcare. I wanted, I wanted to fix what was wrong with primary care. Like what? Uh, I think as a, as a physician, as a patient, the, it's more of a quantity-based mm. system. So it's based on visits. How, um, many, how many patients you can get in a day? Yeah. And is that yeah. part of the reason why a lot of physicians, they'll see 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 or so a day? And it's a numbers game. You get a certain amount of reimbursement for each patient. Mm. And with the primary care model I do, it's called direct primary care. Okay. And you basically can spend essentially as much time as you want with your doctor. You can same day, next day visits. You can text with me. Spend 60 to 90 minutes with me. On average. Wow, yeah, wow. On average, yeah. And house calls. I do. I do house calls also. So because my visits are spaced out about 60 to 90 visits, I can run uh, to a home, do a house visit. Just the other day, somebody had broken their hip. So I went out there and totally surprised them. And it, I think it, it gives the humanity kind of back into medicine, you know, why we did it to help. Right. And um, I've... I've been blessed to be able to do what I do. But how do you make the numbers work? 
being membership based, you know, um, I used to charge a hundred dollars a month mm -hmm. you, to make the numbers easy. We'll keep it that, but you know, a hundred dollars a month, you know, uh, uh, with 600 members, you know, 60,000 a month. So it, it makes the numbers work. And typically in a practice, you see about 1% of your patients per day. So 1% mm -hmm. of the practice. So classically it's, you know, the routine primary care doctor has 3,000 patients, so you'll see about 30 patients in that day. Wow. And for me, if you're seeing, if I have 600, I'll see, you know, about six to eight, maybe six to 10. So it's still the same concept, right? but I'm able to provide, um, you know, just a better product. And I think like any business. But for those who have insurance, there's that fear that going to a subscription-based business like yours yeah. or a subscription-based practice, that's going to cost them more money because there's a lot more out-of-pocket expense that isn't covered by insurance. How right. does that work? It's, it's kind of neat. I actually save the majority of my patients quite a bit of money because we don't bill insurance. Mm -hmm. So we don't charge co-pays and our, our average product here in clinic is probably 10 to $15. So a shot of antibiotics, you know, a shot of an allergy medicine is 15 bucks, maybe $20. Right. So it's very affordable. And in most businesses, I have quite a bit of medium-sized businesses, 20 to 50 patients, really? where I can actually save them their deductibles in really? visits, right? Because you're not, you're not having to go wait in that urgent care, right. you know, go back. Here, if I see you once a day or 10 times a month, right. it's the same price. Mm. You know, so I'm able to create value in a lot of those businesses. You mentioned that you were an employee yeah. for a long time yeah. and you started your own practice. Yeah. That's kind of a, a, a big shift mentally, is it not? I wanted to spend more time with my family, I think more mm. than anything. So in the old system, I would see an ungodly amount of patients, go home, chart for another two, three hours, right. eat dinner and start over. Right. And with this model, I can take a two-hour lunch and right. take, you know, my kids' cupcakes for their birthdays, you know, right. block out my afternoon. And I think that was probably the hard, the first, the hardest thing as a business owner is I didn't have somebody telling me what to do. <laughs> sure, right, right. <laughs> so for me, it was, I had to structure myself. I had to show up at eight, even though I didn't have any patients right. when I first opened up. I had to take lunch. I had to have a structure. I created a structure for myself. Right. I didn't have insurance companies sending me patients. So, right. Yeah. And this growth and success allowed you to have the flexibility with your family, yeah. but it also allowed you to grow and, and get a new house. Yes. And that brings us to our visionary question, which is brought to you by Mike Saban, a Zillow Premier agent with Watson Realty. You can give him a call at 661-203-8406 or reach him at MikeSaban1 at iCloud.com. And he's also the sponsor of our visionary question. Are you ready? Let's try this. Visioneer <laughs> <laughs> okay. Debbie asks, we are in a highly competitive industry, but we have a service that goes against the industry mainstream. Where does this sound familiar, right? Yeah. What one thing did you do that made your business stand out over everybody else's? Yeah, the biggest thing was, uh, and the most fruitful investment was the commercial. Mm. I had a commercial professionally made. On what kind of platforms? Actually, my, my buddy from Colorado that introduced me to this, I right. used all his staff. Right. So they, they filmed, they, you know, so I used his digital staff. So we had digital marketing, we had their rep, uh, help create the commercial and then 
here locally, uh, we were on all the major channels. You're talking TV, radio, internet? Yeah, so it was primarily TV, okay. um, some radio, and then a lot of internet. Did you choose the TV platform and the radio platform because of the demographics of your patients? My buddy in Colorado who introduced me to this, mm -hmm. thank you, Rob Boyer. <laughs> right? <laughs> he basically, in, in Colorado, the demographics are a little different. Mm -hmm. So I, I did a similar, the, the demographic is younger with kids. Right. And here, uh, the demographic is older, typically uh, with no kids. Mm. So I kind of tease, so that was one thing, what works in, in what worked in Colorado didn't quite correlate here, but right. I was able to kind of capitalize on, uh, and we'd have surveys, every new patient, oh. how'd you hear about us? Sure, right. The majority of the time, I said, what convinced you to, um, to join? And um, the majority of them would say it was a commercial. What was the biggest thing that surprised you as being a business owner? I would say the freedom. I think as an employee, even as a, as a physician employee, right. you still have to, you can still get fired. Right, sure, right, right. <laughs> you can still get written up for being late. Right. You know, being an employed physician is stressful, you know. Right. Obviously, I'm not going to fire myself. So <laughs> Sure, sure. I think well, not until you're 65 or 70. Right, right. right. And I might still keep going. You know, I, right. I, really, I really love medicine. And I told my wife, I might even just do it part-time. Right, right. Because I really, I really love what I do. Right. And, and this clinic has allowed me to do that. What is the number one thing that you have found that business owners who bring their businesses and their employees to you, that they benefit from? the cost savings and the accessibility. Mm. I can have an owner call or text or their employee call or text mm -hmm. and nine out of 10 times I'll get them in the same day if not the next day. Wow. Because the clinic is structured in a way where I have time, mm -hmm. I can squeeze in a lot of patients. Right. Business owners love it. You know, they're, you know, they're like, you know, my employee woke up with a cough. If I send them to urgent care, they're gonna wait an hour or two. Right probably pick up some other bugs. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, our, yeah. our waiting rooms are typically empty on purpose. The business owners save money, and then on top of that, they can know that they'll get prompt care, get good care, consistent care, the same doctor, same day, with the same smile. <laughs> sure, right, right. Yeah. Workman's comp? Yeah, so I don't do workman's comp. What I do do sometimes, if it's not work-related, I'll see their employees, like a cough or you know, they pulled their back over the weekend and they weren't working. Right. I'll see them first thing. So the, the ironic part is I'll see a lot of patients that are seeing workman's comp that aren't getting better. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the, the, the employers are saying they're already at workman's comp. They're not getting better. Can you see if you can help? Right. I think most business owners care about their employees and they want them to get better. Right. Well, I'm fortunate to do what I do and, and able to do that. If visioneers want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? The easiest way is to check out our website, mintbakersfield.com. You can also check us out on Facebook at Mint Health Clinics Bakersfield. You can also call or text our phone number, which is 661-384-8550. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about, okay, I've got this really complex product or service that they have. Usually it goes over the heads of most people and they kind of find it intimidating. 
How do I put the customer at ease when I do that? So we'll talk more about that when we come back. And if you like Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify, and leave a comment. Say something nice, especially to Dr. Wazo here. He's going to actually read the comments. And we'll talk more about making the complex simple when we come right back. With the dark winter cold, rats and ants are being pushed into your home. Stay comfortable in your home with a call to Oxley Pest Control at 661-325-2687. The professionals at Oxley Pest Control can install door sweeps and traps, keep those little critters out, and protect your greatest asset. Call Oxley Pest Control at 661-325-2687 or visit them at oxleypest.com. That's O-X-L-E-Y-P-E-S-T.com now. The reason we're here with Dr. Rafael Wezo is because of a visioneer question that came from a visioneer just like you. We had a visioneer that wanted to find out, yeah, I've got all this really complicated stuff I'm trying to communicate with my customer, but holy cow, how do I do that? So if you've got a question, you've got a thought, something you'd like to learn about here on Small Business Celebration, reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and let us know. Your question could appear here on Small Business Celebration. So reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. Tell me about your biggest influences that inspired you to start this business. You know, I, I think it was my, my mother and uh, my grandfather. Okay. Um, my mom and grandfather, both immigrants, okay. uh, came to this country to have a better opportunity for themselves and their children. My mom worked, you know, uh, manual labor type jobs. Okay. And what kind of jobs? She worked in, I know, ceramics during okay. that time. She did a lot of ceramic stuff. I remember there were uh, camping bag duffel bags. Right. She used to be a seamstress, you know. And my grandfather was a gardener. Okay. You know, I worked with him, you know, when I was, I want to say probably in first or second grade, my father passed. Right. So we lived with my grandfather. Right. Did he own his own business? He did. Okay. He was, you know, I think from him and my mother, I learned the value of hard work. Whether you like to or not. Yeah, right? <laughs> We're going to get up. No, my grandfather would, would take me to mow lawns sometimes right. before school. You know, and how old were you? I was in grade school. I was probably first or second grade. You know, He was taking you out mowing lawns when you were in first grade? Yeah. And weekends, I'd go with him all day. Right. And, you know, I think he taught me the value of, of, of quality work. Mm. He was a stickler for detail. Okay. His famous line was, if you're going to do something, do it right. Mm. You're the first one in your family to get your medical degree. I am. I am. I'm, I'm the first of a lot of stuff. I was the first uh, valedictorian wow. <laughs> of high school. Congratulations. Uh, first Eagle Scout. <laughs> right. Okay. Boy Scouts. Yeah. yeah I was in scouting. I, I owe a lot to scouting too, you know. Right. Um, but uh, also the first uh, physician in the family. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I think it just starts from the core, um, having that, that drive, hmm. um, that grit. Right. Even though my childhood was, um, uh, was hard, mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing is it taught me not to ever give up. Did your grandfather get to see you open your business? He did. He did. You know, I opened up in March of um, 2019. And just he, before COVID? Yeah, just a year before <laughs> COVID. Yeah, goodness. What a time to open yeah. up. <laughs> you know, and I didn't know COVID was going to happen, you know, so I was, I was perfectly set up for COVID. You know, right. I was doing virtual visits before everybody else, right. uh, social distancing before right. everybody else. But my grandfather, I think coming here and seeing what I've created, what I built was, um, 
was pretty neat to come from extreme poverty to being able to do this is was uh, was a big deal. You mentioned that you were an Eagle Scout. Yes. Or excuse me, once an Eagle Scout. You're always, always an Eagle, Eagle Scout. Scout. Exactly. <laughs> what did scouting teach you that you've applied to your business? You know, I think the biggest thing is is the motto, the Scout motto, be prepared. Hmm. Prepared for everything and anything, essentially. Really? I've always tried to think ahead right. and, and plan and prepare I think also leadership. Scouting taught me a lot about leadership. Like what? To lead by example. Mm. You know, a scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, friendly courteous, courteous, kind, kind obedient, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, thrifty brave, clean, clean, and reverent. reverent. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's so important that my boys who are seven and nine now are in scouting. They're in Cub Scouts. Right. You know, I think everything in life has an influence on creating you as a human and you know I remember being a patrol leader and you know I was even an assistant an assistant scout master and you know I think to a certain extent you know you know I was also in marching band which really taught me about leadership and music and what'd you play I played the trumpet okay primarily All right. the trumpet yeah I was a, played the trumpet and I was a drum major so I did a lot of conducting right yeah, right yeah and that brings us to our Visioneer question, which is brought to you by Mike Saba, a Zillow Premier agent, born in Bakersfield and raised and never left. If you don't believe him, just ask him. And you can give Mike a call at 661-203-8406 or reach him at MikeSaba1 at iCloud.com. This is your second Visioneer question. Uh-oh. We've got him <laughs> under the hot seat. Are you ready? Let's try it. Okay. Visioner Craig asks, our business is very technical and complex and fairly unnerving. Not that medicine is complicated or unnerving. How do you put a tense customer at ease and walk them through a very technical process that they can easily understand? Yeah, so what I typically do is when uh, they come into the clinic, I introduce myself. You know, I tell them to make themselves at home. Once they're in the exam room, I sit down and I close my laptop. Really? I just ask them, you know, what brings you in today and, and um, what, what's your major concern? And I, I let the patient talk. Mm. And uh, one of my mentors that was a physician once told me, if you let the patient talk for long enough, they will tell you what's wrong with them. Mm. In a regular insurance-based system, it's too hard to do that. And in right. my clinic, it's possible. So I'm able to figure out a lot of stuff because I just let the patient talk. Yeah. Yeah. We have opportunity here that isn't available other places. Yeah. And how is that opportunity, or why is that an opportunity so important as opposed to where it is someplace else? Yeah. So both both of my parents and and my and, and my grandfather they were they were born in Mexico and and their poverty is um, uh, I think it's. It's, it's extreme to the point where it's unbelievable. Mm. Um, you know, How so? For example, if my, my father um, never went to school because his family was so large and so poor they couldn't afford the, the pencils and the notebooks. They had to buy their own pencils and paper. Yeah, okay. so if you can't afford your own uniform, your own pencils and paper, you can't go to school. Mm. So my biological father never went to school. You know, he didn't know how to read or write. Right. Yeah, and my mom, she went, I think, to maybe the first grade. 
and um, and it's for the same reasons, you know, large families and um, and and uh, there there even if you're intelligent or hardworking, there's really not much opportunity, mm. and and that's why I think most immigrants uh, come to the U.S. Uh, for that opportunity for themselves and their children, you know, um, I still believe that America is the best country in the world. Um, where can, you know, a kid of immigrants with no education um, become a physician and a business owner? You know? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And your grandfather, who was a business owner. Yeah. Got to see your own business. I think that was probably one of the the most fulfilling times of my life, besides marrying my wife. You know, right? <laughs> it was uh, having him see what I've done, basically with the, the same type of principles that he taught me. You know, mm. you know, hard work, quality work. You know, do the right thing, and I've I've built this business you know, on, on those principles, you know. And, um, you know, I, I tell my boys, you know, because, you know, I think kids, you know, they have opinions. Right. And I tell them, you know, this is where our family came from. This would have never happened. I would have never been a doctor in Mexico. Because <laughs> right. there's no money, right? Right. There's no way to afford it. Right. And um, so I tell them, you know, and I want to take them maybe one day so they can see where our families grew up, so they can see what poverty is, what, you know, you know, it's, it's sad, the poverty. And to, to, to know what, uh, what opportunities they have here. And I think that's what the immigrant story is. They, they take advantage of opportunity. Right. They don't sit at wayside. They work hard, you know. Uh, they work, I think, you know, harder than most people. Right. You know, I, you know, my my parents and uh, my family were always the the first ones to be there and the last ones to leave. You know, um, and that is something that um, was taught to me. So I've always the first one there and and the last one to leave. How are yeah. you teaching your children this, so that they? Don't forget. Yeah, and that's that's so important because my wife and I had this discussion. You know, how can we both grew up, you know, poor. You know, for you know, disadvantaged in the sense of we didn't. We were the first. We were both the first doctors, the first everything. But our we had the same discussion. You know, what can we do so our kids don't lose that that grit, mm. don't lose that fire. And um, it's been difficult. Um, you know, for me, um, I think not giving them a lot. So we don't give, we only give them presents on their birthdays and Christmas. Right. So, you know, it's not having, I think, you know, giving, in my opinion, giving your children everything that you never had is probably not a good thing, you know, because they don't value anything. Right. So my kids, I try, we've tried to teach them to value, um, uh, even though we can obviously afford things, you know, we, 
we're, we, we're trying to teach them the value of, of things and also hard work. Like my oldest boy, he loves soccer. You know, I've never been a sports guy. I love sports, but I never played soccer, was not very ever athletic. I was more the music guy, right. you know, but my boy loves soccer and, and um, he had a talent or he has a talent. And I was uh, talking to my wife. I'm like, you know, honey, I know it's kind of time consuming, but I think that's something where he can excel that he really likes and, and, and have that fire. Like we had fire for academics, right. you know, my youngest boy, he has fire for academics, right. that grit, right. that, you know, in Spanish, that ganas, you know, right. right? And, and my boy, it's in sports. And I told him, you know, if you get injured, you can still be a doctor. You know? Right, sure, <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, but I think it's, it's not losing that, uh, that grit, that fire. I think that's, that's what I was taught is that is, and it was, I think, indirectly sometimes too, yeah. you know, but it's that grit, that fire. And I want my boys to have that, you know. When I see my boy running at 5.30 in the morning right. to get more endurance, right. to be a better soccer player, right. I was like, man, that's, that's grit. Right. That's fire. And, and so, you know, there's different ways of, of, of teaching children that, but, you know, it's, it's been a God, blessing, you know, um, to, um, to do what I do and to, to raise boys and, um, and have our children have that fire. Because even though, you know, I was born here and I'm not an immigrant, I want that fire to be in them because I think it's going to make them, you know, better humans, you know, better people, better spouses, you know. Yeah. Dr. Uezo, this has been a real treat. Thank you for joining us here on Small Business Celebration. Thank you. And if visionaries want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? You can uh, go to our website at mintbakersfield.com. You can also reach us um, at Facebook at Mint Health Clinics Bakersfield. And you can also call or text um, our office number, which is 661-384-8550. And if you enjoy Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, notify. Remember, say something nice in the comments. We'd appreciate it. And I'll be right back with my final thought. Hello Visioneers, Sasha and I are here to talk about, we've got a new season of Small Business Celebration coming up and we're looking for ad sponsors. Isn't that a great idea so we can grow and expand what we're doing for Visioneer Nation? Yeah, he thinks so too. So if you've got a business, you've got a service that you like to promote to Visioneer Nation, reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. You're not alone. When I first got started in the entertainment industry, it was not as a director of photography or a lighting designer. It was the guy that was pushing road cases out of the back of a truck and running miles and miles of very heavy electrical cable all over the place. And first, the work was rather scant at best, but and it was hard, heavy work that also didn't pay very well. But you keep working at it and you work at it and you start making more connections and you start doing good work and you get more referrals and then you get to the envious position of having to sleep in your car 
because you have to go from one gig to the next or you haven't quite made enough money yet to be able to afford the gas to go home but in an hour and a half you've got another 10 or 12 hour shift at another studio lot to go work at and oh by the way you're so fortunate you get to do that for three or four or five days in a row ah uh, the physical beauty of youth as it were and the reason I like to having guests like this one on Small Business Celebration is to remind you and I and the rest of Visioneer Nation that when we get up in the morning long before our loved ones stir and we work well into the evening while our loved ones are off playing and having a good time and we get envious of the other business owners that are starting to be able to take two six-month vacations back to back is to remind us that yeah this thing is doable we can do this it requires a lot of work it requires a lot of energy to do it we have to grind as they say but the beauty of Small Business Celebration is I have the opportunity and the blessing of being able to bring successful business owners week after week after week to not just remind you, but to remind me as well. To let us know that there's hope that we can do this. You're not alone. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week with Dr. Wazo, and I hope you learned something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. And we'll see you next year on a brand new episode of Small Business Celebration. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.